1: Stars fans, it's Jeff K, public address announcer for your Dallas Stars, and you're listening to Starcastic Remarks, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Go Stars!
2: Hello, guys, and welcome back to Stardcastic Remarks. Uh, this is the official Dallas Stars podcast of THPN. Thank you to DraftKings Sportsbook for being our sponsor. Like it says in the top right-hand corner, use that promo code THPN the next time you go and use Their services, the Dallas Stars do win by final score of 4-3 to in overtime here tonight. Not exactly the prettiest way you could hope for a win, but nonetheless, the Stars get the two points. And uh, we would also like to welcome a very special guest here tonight. So without further ado, we have Mr. Gavin Spittle from 105.3 the fan and also from the spits and suds podcast and, and as always james and chris they, they don't matter as much but gavin thanks for coming on the show <laughs> <was nice>
1: tonight. <laughs> oh, no they <laughs> certainly matter man they're good third and fourth liners right there good <laughs> evening ryan chris james stick tap to you guys glake just
2: super excited to be on this podcast great awesome. well, we're we're very happy to have you here tonight so chris james how are y'all doing
3: Great now. I would have been upset if we had lost that, but we got the two points.
0: <laughs> yeah, it just felt like we were piling it on that whole game, and it we just never really had the lead.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think, guys, you know, one thing to remember is that when you come off a four-game road trip, which is one of their longer road trips of the year, uh, I talked with Craig Ludwig about this, and he says that in actuality, it's another away game. You're not used to the the home cooking, so to speak. So, you know, you are just trying to get your feet wet again. And you see a lot of teams do that. They struggle when they come back to home off the trip. And you're also playing an interesting Anaheim team, which I think in the next couple of years is going to be a factor similar to what Detroit, you know, has done. So, Um, You know, they have some pieces. It's not completely there, but they have some pieces. And, you know, yeah, you look at the three goals that were given up. They were all based on uh, turnovers or a bad uh, goal by Ottinger. So not the greatest game, but the good teams find ways to get two points.
3: Yeah, that was the biggest thing for me, too, is is we found a way to overcome the mistakes that we had because we had some some rotten ones. But the, the team had 44 shots on goal obviously we just piled it on trying to make up for those mistakes and they did in the end they got the two points we talked about these last uh these last three games against some lesser opponents going into the all-star break just find a way to get six points out of it they've got four so far they got two left we'll take it
1: yeah i think i think parody in the nhl is supreme right now in any team you know i mean you look at this anaheim team and let let's let's be honest i mean i think the You know, I don't want to spoil the end of our uh, podcast tonight as far as, you know, why he was shining. So I'll leave it as that. But I mean, you know, John John Gibson was terrific tonight and he always is uh, good against the stars. And I mean, if I'm a playoff team and if I have that $6.5 million cap space, which will be about two or three, you know, he's got two years left on his contract. He's a modified trade clause guy. So, If you can have Anaheim maybe pick up a million or two, that's a really nice piece on a contender. Um, because you know, he's only 30 years old. I think he's a quality goalie and you look at his last five starts, so to speak, you know, I mean, Buffalo the other night, he only gave up one goal Then the prior game before that. I think he gave up five, gave up two game, two goals, and then he gave up four. So, I mean, it just shows what Anaheim is right now, up and down, trying to find their way. You could see the frustration, you know, they got a point, but they, I think they deserve two uh, tonight, but you know, stars, stars found a way. And, You know, it's, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, a couple of things that I wanted to ask you guys about on your podcast is, you know, I, I see the same things happening game after game. And one is, is, you know, the, the net front presence on the defensive side, it seems like every game there's one or two given up by the
2: stars. And we
1: saw it again tonight.
2: That's something I've been frustrated with about for a while now. and. I, I'm not, I'm going to get a lot of hate for this, but I, I really feel like that the stars have moved the puck better out of their own zone as of late. And even the guys that we get onto more often, they've been better as well. But then you just have that, that one mistake. and It, it always, always seems to be in the back of the net when it comes to the stars. And maybe that's just our Achilles heel and that's just how it's going to happen. And, uh, I, I just don't know how they're really honestly going to fix it other than they just need to be harder. Uh, one of the, one of the things that one of the words I kept hearing from razor tonight was tenacity. And that was something that I kind of got from here tonight as well Was just when the ducks had an opportunity, th- when they scored a goal that for that moment in time, it seemed like throughout this game, they were just harder on the puck for that, 10 15 20 seconds whatever it was so as good as you said gibson was gavin I-, I thought it was really frustrating from a star standpoint and maybe it's just it's harder to get up against these lesser teams or something i i don't really know but the stars can't do that that you, you can't do that and they get away with it tonight because it's a lesser opponent but you go to do that against vancouver Vegas. uh Carolina, one of these other teams that are one of the better teams in the NHL, you're not gonna win. That's just by far what's gonna happen.
1: Yeah, I think I think the formulas out on some of the teams on how they're gonna face the stars, and it's a deep four check and just cause turnovers. Um, you know, I mean, and this is this is gonna be an interesting trade deadline for Jim Nill and the stars because uh one thing that was a question mark in the offseason based on that series against Vegas, we saw a much larger more physical team take advantage of that stars defense and they really couldn't address it in the offseason one because of cap restraints and two because there really wasn't a good free agent market out there although i was looking at gudas tonight and i was like that would have been a nice piece (laughs) for the stars (laughs) i don't know if you boys think the same but i mean you know (laughs) you know one thing that i've brought up i don't know if the stars will take the chance but remember thomas harley was a piece that came into the picture after the all-star game in the AHL and basically toward the end of the season, it really developed in the American league. And then when he came up, he was very confident. We have to remember the Swedish elite league ends before the end of the NHL regular season. And if I'm Jim Nil, am I thinking, is he ready as far as bringing up Liam Bixel to replace like a Hockenpah, let's just say, even though Hockenpah is really good on shorthanded, but he struggles five on five, or just putting that piece in the mix for some physicality to move. You're going to have turnovers because he is a younger player, but at the same time, is that piece ready to improve this stars defense or, or which is a big thing that a lot of stars fans don't want to hear. Do you trade one of those prospects and try to get a defenseman? Um, which dangerous. Dangerous. <laughs> you know, I mean, if you if you go after a Jacob Chickren, for example, you'd have to give up your first round draft pick, you know, probably some more compensation, and Ottawa would have to eat some of that salary. However, it's a guy that's gonna log a lot of minutes, a good defenseman, very good offensively as well. I mean, you know, it really reminds me of do you trade Jerome Ginla
2: to get Joe Newendike? what ha- boys that's what exactly did i say what talked about I previously. Said that is exactly what i said i said it's like yeah. is like what if this is the trade that puts the stars over the top and makes them a true stanley cup contender and gets them over that and yeah we saw jerome again like what he did in calgary for almost two decades or maybe a decade and a half and then other teams burst in there but that that's exactly what I mean that's exactly the the gamble you're taking, and it's huge. I mean it's franchise changing in some cases, especially for like Calgary. It, it allowed them to go to the 2004 Stanley Cup or 05 Stanley Cup or whatever it was, somewhere in the mid 2000s. So yeah, I mean you gave up a Hall of Fame player,
1: but you yeah. know you got a Hall of Fame player that was your MVP too. So. Um, you know, it it is interesting. Or do you trade Bixel for a more veteran defenseman? So there's a lot of question marks um and you know, salary cap constraints. but, I think we'd probably all agree that something needs to happen defensively. Um, You know, that last goal by Anaheim, I thought was just as much as the uh, forward. And I guess I ask you guys this question because people are starting to talk about Jake Ottinger and his play this year compared to years past. So my only thing is, is I look at Vegas and I say Aiden Hill has turned out to be a good goalie. But why is he so much better in Vegas than he was in Phoenix or San Jose? And how much does that have to do with the players in front of him? Is much better with some better decor people in front of him?
3: Yeah. And, and that's definitely a big question for the Stars going into the playoffs here. Because you look at the goaltending stats, they have fallen off a cliff from last season, from what it feels like. And I, I would argue it's more Otter not not playing as well. Really, is uh, the decor has changed a little bit? I mean, Colin Miller being dropped off might have been a bigger deal than we realized. I mean, you look at his time on ice last season; he had 16 minutes time on ice. He was a consistent, solid last pair guy, and that feels like the spot that we're seriously missing right now. Is a guy that can cleanly get the puck out of his own zone, um, but despite that, it's it's just the fact that we're getting. Like way less goaltending. It's it's not like it's fallen back a little bit, like a Colin Miller loss would be. It's it's kind of dropped off a cliff. The quality starts, I think, was a stat that James pointed out a lot to me that has fallen off a lot, and that's uh, starts with a sub nine hundred save percentage, right, James? Yeah,
0: nine hundred or higher counts as a quality start, and I mean we see that again tonight. R falls below that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I yeah. thought he, I thought he. I thought Anaheim had some high grade chances and especially in the first period, the one that went off a of Lundquist, um, that, you know, he made that toe save I thought was really nice, but at the same time, you know, Gibson was clearly the better goalie of the two. And, uh, yeah, there are some certain question marks that said coming off an injury, I'd like to see how it plays out. um, it, it is, it's, it's, it's fascinating and it's really weird that he's going to be our all-star representative. this year.
3: It is so <laughs> like the worst year he's had with us that he's the all-star. I mean, I'm glad he's getting recognized, but weird time to do it.
1: Yeah. I think, um, you know, we had a chance to talk to Jim Neal the other day and one of the things Jim Neal was saying was that Ottinger needs to get back, um, to old Jake Ottinger and that will come with games. So I think they're Hoping that he returns to his old self. I know there was obviously there was an injury there, but you know at, at the same time, yeah, you need you know you need goaltending. the The first one that went in, I still don't understand it. You know, Um, but you know, it's it's yeah, it's it, it it's tough because you know you look at the front end and it's so impressive, and then you look at the back end and you're defensively and goaltending. You're like is this a team that can overtake Vegas? Is this an over te- team that can overtake Edmonton or something like that? Heck, is this a team that can take down Colorado or Winnipeg, whoever finishes second in the division? So certainly, uh, you know, uh, some question marks.
2: Yep. But what I really love to see tonight and uh, let's just jump into this. Cause with Miro coming back into the lineup, we finally see that de pairing of Miro and Harley seem to come to fruition tonight. And 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 I don't know what it was against Harley, or maybe it was just they, you know, uh, Pete DeBoer was afraid of the pairing of Yanni and Essa, who they've actually been okay as of late. They've been a, a decent, solid pairing uh, compared to when they were before. And maybe that's why they had the had Harley and Miro split up because they believed, like most of us did, is like you could both of them should be able to handle their own pairing because they're both puck moving guys and you know, pair pair one with Essa, pair one with Yanni or whatever they were gonna do. But we finally see it tonight, and it literally comes to fruition for the stars, and it's the reason why they win the game tonight. Um Thomas Harley more so than Miro Haskin and Miro he he, he looked pretty good in in his debut had a couple of weird turnovers and and stuff like that but that's to be expected i mean there's there's nothing to substitute for game action uh but harley for me was one of the real difference makers uh tonight he sets up miro's goal that allows it to happen he dangles through he he's it was a dangle magnet there and then he goes in and they just kind of let him walk in in overtime and he scores the game-winning goal for the stars tonight so Uh, he having those two guys together was a real treat. And I I know a lot of stars fans in particular were kind of screaming and yelling for that. And I'm sure Gavin, you've been talking about it. I've heard you on your pod talking about it. I've heard David Castillo talking about it, uh, with, for D magazine. So it's just really nice to finally see it in a real game, even if it's Miro in his first game back.
1: Yeah, it's a nice pairing. I mean, ultimately I agree with you, Ryan, I'd like to see, you know, them separated i I like them together a lot but it would be good to you know each of them to be with more of a stay-at-home defenseman i think would be really cool because then they can you know flourish um uh yeah obviously good to have miro back and uh yeah i personally would keep those two together i did find it interesting wanted to get your guys thoughts I, I felt as though we had, you know, nine, ten games of really good Nils Lundqvist with an occasional error, and tonight I just felt like he was trying to prevent from becoming a healthy scratch again.
3: Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it's like Miro Heiskanen is really his Achilles' heel. Yeah. Like, yes. Miro's on the ice, Nils <laughs> Lundqvist forgets how to play hockey. Doesn't really make a lot of sense because he's played so much better in that yeah. heightened role that he got, and he's got to play every night. You got to be in. And tonight, it's. I mean. He goes back to his old mistakes too. I mean that uh, that shot on the, the 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 shin pad sniper shot that led to the <laughs> otter collision. That's yeah. the exact mistakes that he was scratched for earlier on in the season. It's just it's so weird that it, I guess it kind of makes sense. You got a young guy. He's trying to find consistency, but it's it's tough for him to to try and find that on an NHL club. But if he's going to do it on any good NHL team, you feel like it's this decor. I mean, this is probably the, the lightest decor of any, what you would say, contender maybe. And it, it's been frustrating to me because I've been on the Nils Lundquist train.
0: Sure, And yeah. And it's, yeah. it's 10 games straight of him being good and solid. I mean, it wasn't, like, maybe some of those games he had bad turnovers and we could say, like, eh, it, he had kind of an off night. But, like, tonight he looked pretty much unusable. The so time on interest. ice... The time on ice proves it. I mean, he had 14 minutes. That's less than he's had for weeks now.
1: Yeah, I I, I agree with you guys, and I, I do find it interesting. It, it just makes me think like, you know, when Ty DeLandria had that penalty the other night, to me, first thing I thought of was, well, he'll be a healthy scratch next game. And, you know, after watching Lundquist tonight, I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. Saturday afternoon matinee against Washington. Will we see Hanley back in? You know, and I know it's tough for younger players to do that. Um, and I'm one of those guys I personally want to see DeLandria in on a regular basis because I have a number one draft pick in DeLandria and basically a number one draft pick in Nils Lundquist traded for a number one pick. I need to see what these guys are. Um, and I just find as though, you know, if you keep in and out of the lineup, that's awful tough. But then I look at Pete DeBoer and his thinking, and I'm like, can I blame him in many ways? Because when they get those opportunities, it's like, you know, boy, Nils Lundqvist almost caused the Stars a couple of goals tonight.
3: Yeah, and, and that's where you, you got that weird uh, kind of relationship between Nils who – or not Nils, uh, Jim Nil, who probably wants to see those younger guys play, like you say, and Pete DeBoer, whose job is to win hockey games. I mean, he's trying to win games now. So it's, yeah, I I agree. It's kind of frustrating not to see them, but you understand why you're not when they make mistakes like that.
1: Jim Nil said the other day to us that he looks at Nils Lundquist as a project that's young and developing. And so he feels as though he's going to continue to get better. But the stars are in an interesting situation because, as an organization, they've come out and said, you know, this is the NHL. We're not in the development business. But at the same time, what do you do? You can't send him down like you did with Thomas Harley and get that AHL experience and put him as the number one defenseman, log a ton of minutes and just get it all out of your system. I mean, the Thomas Harley that we're seeing now is not the Thomas Harley we saw at the beginning of last year. Completely different player, completely different confidence level. And I think it went from, uh, you know, I hate even to say cockiness, but there was a little bit of, I can get this game. But when he went down to the AHL, he readily admits he learned from some of the vets down there, like a Curtis McKenzie, you know, how to play the game right, how to come to the rink right, the right mindset, and he just came back a totally different player.
3: And that's what makes it tough for Nils is how is he going to do that? He's not going to, he's not playing it game in game out. It's that's going to make it a lot harder for him to figure out the same things that Harley did.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, sorry, go ahead.
1: No, you're right. Go shoot Ryan.
2: (laughs) Hey guys, it's Ryan here. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Here's a couple of money lines for you for the games on January 9th. The Kings are taking on the Lightning. The Kings with a minus 115. The Lightning with a 105. The Sharks taking on the Maple Leafs with a plus 350 for the Sharks and a minus 455 for the Maple Leafs. And then you also have the Seattle Kraken taking on the Buffalo Sabres, the Kraken with a minus 108, and the Sabres with a minus 112. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with the code THPN. New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. The crown is yours gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York call 877-8-HOPE NY or text HOPE NY in Connecticut help is available for problem gambling call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL shield are registered trademarks of the national hockey league copyright NHL 2024, all rights reserved. (laughs) Well, okay, so the my thought with that, though, and, and this has been uh, Nils kind of, uh, I can't even think of the right word for it right now, but just the way that he brings prospects up, just his, I mean, like, Harley had to earn it. Harley had to earn it. He, he got called up. He didn't play very well. He got sent back down to the AHL, and he said, okay, you're just going to stew there for a little bit. You're going to cook. Okay. They did. And what a lot of people forget is that they did the exact same thing with Rope Hintz. Rope Hints, you know, kind of started in the lineup and he got sent back down. And he came back and he's never been back to the AHL since. Jay and Cottinger too. Jay yeah. Cottinger did the exact same thing. And even Ty DeLandria did the exact same thing when the Stars had a bunch of injuries to start a season. I think it was last, no, it was two years or two or three years ago. And he, He started in the opening night lineup, had a really good first couple of games and fell off. And then he got sent back to the AHL. And now his... I I would say that his role has definitely changed with Landria, but he's come back and he's forced himself onto the roster to the point to where, you know, Nil has said, I can't take this guy down. He is a valuable player. He's a Swiss Army knife. The guy can get thrown into the lineup at any time. He's been thrown in on the third line, the fourth line. He's like, he can be thrown in on penalty kill. So that's something that all of those players I just mentioned has done. Nils Lundqvist has yet to do that yet. And unfortunately yeah. exact. And that's exactly, maybe that's the problem is that he cannot be sent down and he can't go down to the AHL and maybe play top line minutes with, uh, I don't know, Gavin or down there, or whoever is the number one D man down there. So, and, but this, and so this is the only way that maybe you can show Nils Lundqvist that you're not going to get the minutes. You prove to me right now over a duration of time that you deserve these minutes and then you can stay in the lineup and be the regular number six or number five defenseman, whatever it is. So, yeah,
1: they're kind of in a pickle because I feel as though if they put him on waivers, which would be there He's only gonna alternative. get taken. He'll get taken. Yeah, he'll here. get taken. Yeah. But whereas no I doubt. think if they put if they put Joel Hanley on waivers, I think there's a good chance that he clears. Um but if he if he didn't it's like yeah you lose a decent defenseman but at least you 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 did that. I mean my biggest thing guys and you know I, I'm not trying to rain on a victory tonight because I think hey it's great two points you know I don't mm-hmm. want to be Mr. Negative but this is kind of I really like what Sam Steele has done this year. I like what Craig Smith has done. I like these pieces. However, I'm cap strapped right now. And in order to make those key moves for a cup run, I need a Stankoven, a Bork, uh, a Lundquist. I need some of these younger guys to be successful. I understand what the stars are doing as far as bringing vets in but at some point you have to trust your system so that you have cap flexibility to go out and either sign someone in the off season, make a trade or, you know, so- somehow, you know, imp- improve your team. We know there's forward depth there, but, you know, defensively right now, it's, it's a, you know, a, cer- a certain, question mark, but. Oh, wins a win. Two points is two points. And, uh, you know, we'll take it. The The funny thing is, is like, you know, Razor pointed out in the broadcast, Anaheim's beaten Boston this year. Anaheim's beaten Colorado this year. So, I mean, it's, yeah, they're not a great team, but as I mentioned, their pieces that they have, they're stockpiling right now. And I'm sure because of some trades this year, um, let's see who they spin out there. And, you know, they could get some high draft picks back. So uh, this is a team that I'm looking at in the Western Conference in the next two to three years as being a
3: factor. Yep, for sure. And that overtime record—they said five and one before we beat them, so five and two now. But that kind of proves uh <laughs> that yeah, they got some individual pieces that are just crazy. I mean, Zegras and, and Troy Terry alone, like they're on a terrible hockey team, and they're making uh shell covers that doesn't make any sense so those guys are just crazy exciting players and yeah i'm excited to see where anaheim goes it seems like they're really building up the right way and beating good teams like that like you say they are they're on the up at least it's probably a few more years but it's a fun team to watch at the very least
2: well and the other thing they just recently did is they just uh traded away their prized possession of a defenseman and jamie and got an even, I would argue, an even better player in Cutter Gauthier. So, uh, I mean, this team is going to be scary uh, coming up here in the next couple of years. I'll give it maybe three years, maybe even earlier than that when uh, we actually start seeing. You think so? Maybe even earlier than that? I don't know if they make the playoffs. I won't say that, but. See that that's kind of what I was thinking. Like, <laughs> playoffs in like three years is kind of where I'm thinking for these for these ducks. And they've got a lot of good defensive prospects too. I mean, hats off to them. So but uh anyway, here tonight, I, I really think that without Gibson, the Ducks stand no chance again against the stars for check tonight. They did really well. And the the frustrating thing for me and coming from this game and even the game against Detroit was the, the stars just need to be able to lock things down, man. Uh, they're just not... They're, they're getting the wins. They're g- absolutely getting the wins. And you look at their record and they say, oh, they're a Stanley Cup contender. But you, when the four of us who have probably watched almost every single game, if if not every single game, kind of look at this team and say, we're in like third gear right now. And this car has six gears. Yeah. And we haven't even seen the fourth gear yet. Yeah. So it, it, it that's why I come to my my own podcast tonight and be like yay we got the two points they can't be losing this thing but at the same time it's it's like a positive thing and a negative thing at the same time like you see that growth that's coming and the stars ability to still win games even against the good teams as well but they haven't hit that yet and we're halfway through the season like when are we going to see that because it's going to be too late if you try to do it in the playoffs
3: yeah, I'll, I'll shout out one more razorism tonight. Uh, he, he said they they rarely get beaten, but but they 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 can lose, and they lose to themselves is really what they do. And it's those turnovers by those defensemen that we've talked about, where we need some more depth and that trade deadline, or maybe the ace up your sleeve with uh, with Bixel. It, It'll it'll be a fun end of the season.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Boys, just looking at the schedule coming up and one thing that we've talked about on spits and suds is quality wins. And I thought LA was a quality win, even though LA is not playing uh, too well, you know, Detroit, I think they could have played better, but that's, that's a, that's a team that I think is going to be, uh, you know, in the playoffs or knocking on the door. And they're a team that's, you know, on the come up, but you know, you look at mid February, Oilers, Bruins, Rangers three games in a row. And Ooh. I'm looking at those games and I'm saying, okay, where are we at? You know, and that's that, the that, measuring those, stick. Those are the measuring sticks because I, I've watched them against Colorado this year. I've watched them against Vegas, obviously. You know, these games and Winnipeg, I think is a good matchup for the Stars, but I just look at the style difference and I'm like, you know, Colorado, Vegas, hang in there, but you ultimately lose you know, in Colorado, a couple of times you had multi goal leads and you lose. So you're right. I mean, this Pete DeBoer system just doesn't seem like it can lock down when necessary. It might be in part because of personnel, or it might be the style situation where it's just go, go, go. And at some point it's, you know, we all got frustrated with the Rick bonus system at times where you're just hanging on, but there's a reason that they did that. You know, they were trying to shut down their own end. And I think, the good teams can find that mix.
2: I don't even know what else to say after that, Gavin. <laughs> that, was the guy, that was a really good way to... Oh, guy, well, yeah, guy yeah. Guy nice. I, everything up.
1: You know, it, it's just, I, I. sometimes I sound like a broken record, guys, and I hate saying that, but I mean, at the same time, like I look at Vegas and I'm like, okay, they can beat you with goaltending. They can beat you with physicality. They can beat you with shut down defense. And if they need to score goals and a healthy Jack Eichel's there or something, they can beat you on the power play and offensively. And then I look at the Stars team, and I'm like, they can beat you offensively with their speed, and that's right now what they have. And that's that; those are my concerns. What happens when the rink, you know, shrinks in the playoffs, and all of a sudden, you know, the physicality is ramped up? Um, Can they respond to that? And those are my, you know, concerns. But hopefully, they can prove me wrong and go on a nice run because, at the end of the day, we all want it
3: to happen. Mm -hmm. Yep. Just one more defenseman. That's it. <laughs> yeah. It, it
2: it really feels like that's just the one. It, it feels like that, at least for every stars fan and even a ton of analysts, uh, TV personalities. I mean, you see it on NHL network. Even they talk about this team is like one defenseman away from really being able to do this. And, I'm just like, well, we'll see where this goes. But I mean, and, and the other thing is, is like we should be able to beat teams with our goaltending, considering what we've seen from Wedgwood, what we've seen from Mottinger, and the stats don't really kind of back that up very much. But uh, you see
3: those chances we gave up tonight, they were pretty drastic, other than obviously the first goal was fluky. But the other three, yeah. I mean, good luck, save. It's a huge save if he makes it, and he yeah. does make those sometimes, but. Mm-hmm goodness those are some chances
2: yeah it's like
3: as
0: of feels as of late he doesn't make any of those it feels like which like yes they're they're hard chances and you're going to give up hard chances in a game but you you feel like if you get more if you get more high danger chances than the other team you should probably win the game and it almost didn't happen tonight
1: yeah, the, the only thing I'll say that I feel better about compared to, let's say, a Kari Lettinen in the past, um, which I think, you know, Kari kind of gets a bad rap at times. But at the same time, you know, you, I think a lot of Stars fans were, were frustrated is, you know, you look at Ottinger's track record. Let's start in Hockey East, where he was on a not so great Boston University team and and did really well. And then get drafted and kind of moved his way through the star system, kind of dominated the AHL when he felt comfortable in there and then comes up and plays extremely well. So the track record as far as like a big time slump just isn't there. So that's what I'm hopeful for that. He hasn't really shown what he's showing right now. So that in the back of my mind, I have some confidence. But yeah, it would be nice to, you know, a- especially after the break, to to reel off one or two games where that, you know, goals against, you know, or that like you said, that save percentage is about 930, 920, somewhere around there, where he's just, you know, stopping the high grade chances, but at the same time just limiting the other team to two to one goals.
3: And for better or worse, we don't have another option. So the coaching staff yeah. is going to give some oh, confidence yeah. in him and he's going to get his chances to come back. So we just got to see him do it. We know he can, we've seen it.
1: Yeah, boys. I mean, I would love to come back on this podcast at another time and talk about like the future, because I'll tell you, you know, if I'm an NHL team, I- I'm looking to pay Wedgewood 1.5 to 2 million last next year. And that might be too rich as a backup goalie for the stars, you know, who need cap room. So there's so many question marks. And I mean, Wyatt Johnston, a restricted free agent after this year. So do they do they sign him to a bridge after this year or do they go long term and he's going to get paid big money? Uh, So there are a lot of interesting like cap issues that the stars are going to run into, which, you know, might mean a tough decision. You know, do I put in Maverick Bork instead of uh, Duchesne? Or if I sign Duchesne, does that mean I trade Maverick Bork? So there's just so many fascinations.
3: We'll save those questions for after
2: we lift the cup. Yeah, yeah, totally. (laughs) totally. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. That's a positive spin to put on that, Chris. I'm like, I'm just trying to enjoy it right now, man. I was like, I love Duchesne. And he has made a huge impact on this team uh, so far Uh, in his very short uh, tenure as a Dallas star. But uh l- let's wrap this up real quick with a, a biggest winner and a biggest loser because we still got to go uh don't worry for some of those uh it, over in the uh chat y'all are worried well is gavin gonna not re- gonna release an episode tomorrow no he's he's gonna release an episode we're gonna go help <laughs> him with that here in a second but uh guys let's do our let's do our biggest loser here first uh chris who you got as your biggest loser here tonight
3: uh I, I hate to do I'm still going to give it to, to Jay Ottinger. I mean, he, he's come back recently from an injury. I'll give him that, but man, that's one of the worst goals I've seen Otter give up since he's been here. I mean, that was really painful to see happen, and then again, another sub-900. It, it hurts.
2: James, who have you got?
0: Uh, I'm going to give it to Paw. I kind of want to give it to Lundqvist, but I feel like I I give it to him more often than not in Hockenpah. You kind of, you kind of see his usefulness downgraded tonight by not having any penalty kills to play on. I mean, 16 minutes on the night, he had the one really bad turnover that led directly to a goal. And that's kind of where I'm sitting at with Hockenpah tonight.
3: I didn't know a guy that big could be so weak on a stick.
2: (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, Gavin, who have you got tonight as your biggest loser?
1: Boy, boys, I just opened up the chat and I think it's me and I apologize to the people that are watching. I don't mean to be negative. <laughs> I just try to be a realist and bring these things up. So I apologize. I apologize. You're right. They got two points. Um, But, I, you know, I, I think Yanni Hockenpah is certainly a candidate, you know, struggling on five on five as far as defensively. And uh, I think that is uh, that is a uh, worrisome. Uh, you know, as far as that. So I, I agree with you. I, I would give Yanni Hakapa. That was a tough goal to give up. I mean, kudos to henrique went in hard, stole the puck. Great, you know, pass to Terry, but at the same time, you know, you just got to be
2: stronger in your own end. And that's exactly who I was going to have for my biggest loser tonight. So not really much to add there to that. Just that goal was so tough and you can't, I mean, considering we had been like, Pretty much been controlling the play for the most part and had the puck most of the time, and then you give up a goal like that. I mean, just like, come on, man. You can't do that. All right, Uh, who have you got for your biggest winner? There's actually several you could choose from here tonight. Uh, Chris, who do you got for for your biggest winner?
3: Thomas Harley. The dude is a rookie. He is going crazy right now. He's taking a step when Miro went out, and it looks like obviously he could play there the same way. I I agree with with you and uh, Gav that having them split up would be better for the, the blue line as a whole. But when you're down, being able to stick those two guys together and to attack the net with both of those defensemen, I mean, that game-tying goal was literally both of them. Both it was the primary assist from Harley, kind of with a little deflection there, but we don't talk about that. And then a great shot by Miro. So I, it's so fun seeing those guys in the offensive zone. It's crazy.
2: James, who have you got this evening?
0: Yeah, I'm giving mine to Harley, too. I He played almost like 17 18 minutes with Miro tonight and I, I really felt like Miro kind of needed it tonight he covered for him a lot the I especially the one that I'm thinking of was the Troy Terry breakaway that Miro gave up and Harley came back hard on that second dude and got his stick and that was probably the best play of the night in my opinion
2: yeah I don't you got tonight for your biggest winner
1: yeah I feel bad I'm gonna do three
2: <laughs> go for it. Is that bad? I'm
1: so sorry. Hey,
2: three for three points, right?
1: Yeah, there you go. Thomas Harley. I agree with you guys. Looks terrific. Very exciting. You know, great draft pick. You know, just looks good. Speed down the end. Nice shot, you know, and playing much better defensively. So that's one. Uh, I'd be remiss, you know, because I try to be objective. I thought John Gibson was excellent. Um, tonight. And I think that if you were doing a three stars of the game, he would certainly be one of them. Uh, the third one is, uh, I appreciate everyone that goes to that barn stars fans are, are, I'm seeing more activity from stars fans than I've seen in the past, as far as like their reaction, their passion. And, uh, I appreciate it, you know, um, because if stars fans say I'm negative, or if they say I'm positive, the fact is they're reacting. And they've caused a growth in this podcast and growth in uh, my podcast and just growth in general. and I, I that's why I just wanted to you know give them a big stick tap because you know I'm not it just wasn't like that uh, for a long time, and it's back, and that's exciting
2: yeah, and uh, a, a comment to that real quick is Chris and James don't remember those days, Gavin, but the the days of the bankruptcy era it just oh man i, I I w- I wasn't even all that old during that that era but that's when I was really really getting into it and I knew all the stupid stats about Brendan Morrow and Mike Barrow and all this stuff and man it was so hard to to be a fan of that team at that point in time just cuz they they were they were pretty decent they were like a they were a mid-pack team did not spin to the cap at all and there were just some nights where i'd just be like what are we doing here man come on so um, yeah, those are rough times. <laughs> oh, man. I don't want to go back to that. And thanks to Jim Nill, it doesn't seem like we're going to be there for a very long time with the people we have, the prospects we have. And yeah, forward, so. I
1: definitely want to say, like, you know, Jim Nill, one of the things that he mentioned the other day was he's not just building for uh, this cup run, he's building for the future. And when you look at what's going on in Texas and, you know, what they have coming, um, he's setting it up for the future. And, and that's a beautiful thing.
2: It really, truly is. It really is. Um, I'm gonna go a little bit off the table with this because we haven't really talked about this guy very much. And since all y'all said Harley, I would do Harley as well. But I'll do a little. I'll do a little bit different. I'm gonna give mine to Jason Robertson. Uh, this this guy very quietly has been putting together a very productive season. Is he the superstar? Is he having a superstar season like he was last year? No. But he's still leading this team in points by seven over the next closest person. and and that's you know, a lot of people are not really talking about him. They're not really complaining about him, but you gotta give him praise. I mean, he has played excellent as of late. and the and in the game tonight in the last couple of games, he's shooting the puck more, which we've been yelling at him to do uh, to try to get him to do. So he he I'll just give it to him just because he hasn't gotten very much. I uh, love this season, and I just want to see him get a little bit with my big swing.
3: I think it would shock a lot of people to, to see that he was, is top on points for this team still. I mean, showing seeing how uh, how active Duchesne is, you see him all over the ice, but Robertson, like you said, quietly, he's just consistent okay. with those points.
0: And the the last three games especially, I mean, his shots on goal have skyrocketed. Uh, the, the Islanders game, he had seven. Detroit, he had five, and he had six tonight. Jeez. Love it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think Wyatt Johnston's really helping that line as far as creating some space. And, you know, we're talking about a a center on the wing that can really pass the puck. So, um, you know, it's 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 interesting to watch because you have Duchesne on the other line doing that as well. And you have two premium passers. I think that's really helping. And, uh, you know, I, I, agree the urgency of Jason Robertson to shoot more. And I'm also seeing him move closer to the net. Um, you know, he was doing a lot of, you know, a lot of his shooting. I, I felt as though they weren't like high scoring chances. So I feel as though his confidence is back and, and, uh, yeah, it's great to see him on top of the points league because you know, that's where you want one of your premium players along with hints. So it's, uh, it, it's good to see that, you know, there it, it's fascinating that you take what many surveyed said was the best line in the NHL last year, you broke it up and now you still have what many would say is the best line in the NHL. And that means you have depth,
2: which gets me excited about this stars team. Mm-hmm. And I got so much crap last year for saying that the, that the Robo hints line was one of the best in, in the, in the NHL you fought the
3: good fight Ryan
2: yes I did I had to (laughs) I had to I had to defend myself off from some Colorado fans who said who they have an argument there I mean they really do with with McKinnon written no they don't they're wrong (laughs) 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 okay guys well we're gonna wrap it up here tonight we appreciate y'all uh listening live we had a bunch of people here tonight and uh Gavin thanks again for doing this with us uh I would say we'll we'll see you later, but we'll see you here in just a second <laughs> when we go and do your your part here in a moment. Yeah, but.
1: absolutely, and that'll be released later tonight. Uh, so really excited to have you guys on, Stick Tap Boys. Keep up the good work, man, and uh, great seeing everyone in the chat and uh, just you know, great talking, man. It's a, like I said, it's it's awesome that we can have these conversations. Awesome that it got two points tonight. It's just a lot to talk about, and that's not a bad thing, you know. Hockey coverage in
2: DFW is growing. It needs to continue, in my opinion, for us hardcore fans here, the, the our, us three brothers. So, anyways, guys, uh, we're gonna bid you adieu. Thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook for being our sponsor. Use that promo code THPN and uh, go and check out our website StarCasticRemarks and also our uh, merch store. It's the best way to support us at StarCasticRemarksShop Along with Gavin, along with Chris, and along with James, my name is Ryan. We will catch you guys on the flip side, and we hope you guys have a good, fantastic morning, afternoon, evening. Whenever you guys are listening, Chris, do us a favor and take us out, please.
3: Bye-bye, little duckies. GG, boys.